That's a very important lesson, actually, people are learning. It, and this is why I've always said, if you do something like the man uh, portrait and go back to your love of animals or landscapes or flowers or whatever you do, you're going to learn something from doing that. Welcome to episode 110 of Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hi, Steve. 110, eh? Yeah. Lovely. Magic number, really, again, isn't it? 110, 125, 150, 175, 200. You know, that's sort of little um, milestones. Yeah, only a midly milestone, 110. A nice one, nice number to say, it's I like nice it. It's a nice round figure though, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it is. How are you? I'm fine, yeah, I'm great. See, so just started another new project yeah. today, which uh, I'm, get, I'm getting very excited about. Good. So uh, I just finished one last uh, last week, didn't I? Was it last week? Yes, last week I sent it to you, didn't I? And that's another one that uh, I'm I really really pleased with yeah it's going very well very happy man at the moment you're cracking them out aren't you these projects i'm doing very well um what i like too though is i'm trying different things different ideas that are coming along and uh that's i'm putting those into practice actually the one i'm doing today is an old faithful people will love what i'm doing but i like to do that i like to mix it up a bit but uh, i've got some quite breathtaking ideas that uh, i'm going to be uh, dealing with in the next few months as well. Cool, cool. It's a it's a really exciting time actually. It's been a really exciting week. Bit of a nerve wracking week, but uh, an exciting week. Um, I mean, we didn't give any uh, sort of not uh, didn't give anything away about what we were going to be doing when we upgraded no. the site. We, we couldn't really, could we? It, it would have been it, it would have been watering it down a bit had we done that. And and it wasn't really until the last um, a few weeks, really, that we we kind of crystallised everything that we wanted to do. Uh, so I think you did it absolutely right. You did it absolutely on the right day too. Mm. You know, it's like the beginning of the year was a very good time as well. Yeah. And uh, in the winter months, where people you know got a little bit more well, in the UK anyway, a bit more time indoors, and not going out so much. So it was absolutely brilliantly timed mm-hmm. and i've got to say and i'm sure people realize how much work you actually put into that that was an awful lot of work you did there and it's uh, but it's going to pay off yeah handsomely and we know i mean the reaction you had has been overwhelming yeah. as you were saying just a few minutes ago before we went on there you've just been overwhelmed by the response rate uh, and that's uh, what i'd love to be I've been fly on the wall. All the people on the Sunday morning when they looked, logged in and thought, "What? <laughs> what? 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 What's all this about?" It. Yes. And to and discover actually what we were offering people already on uh, our member site. Wonderful. Yeah. I and mean, we know we're we're having people signing up now to, on the new setup, so we know that it's going to go down very well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been. Yeah, brilliant, fantastic reaction. Uh, it was, a, like you said, it was, it was quite a big job, but um, we're so glad, I'm so glad we did it. Um, 
you know, now having all of that content, all of your packs, all of your exercise sheets, everything, there's no separation between it. It, it really, it makes the website the ultimate place. That's me, right. You know? That's right. And yeah. for not just drawing, though, that's what we were obviously only focusing on, but for watercolour as well. I mean, there's a whole host of uh, new techniques there that people can get stuck into mm, mm. Uh, on a completely different medium. That's right. And I, I, people know this anyway. People have been with us a long time know this, but the, the techniques that I use for watercolour, I actually use those techniques when I started the pastel pencil. That's how they came into existence. Because I was a watercolour artist using my own ideas about watercolour. It wasn't conventional at all. But and when I started Pastel Pencil, I kind of adopted those same ideas that I was using with, with watercolour. And when people see the watercolour work and the Pastel Pencil work, especially in, in the landscape, really, more than anywhere else, you see similarities between the two things. Mm. This is why in the... Uh, the picture we did with the watercolour mainly, and then I put pencil or pencil on top. That was, it, it kind of looked the same. It was the same idea. You know, you were using the same thing. I think it was really, really, really good move that to actually combine the watercolour as well. But I do branch out with watercolour, and people, I'm sure, have already seen some of the pictures. It, it comes into more of conventional watercolour as well. Mm. But I... What people have got to realise is that they will be able to do that. And we're looking at uh, expanding the watercolour as well. We've been talking about that too. So uh, hand in glove with the pastel pencil work that uh, I'm dishing out, uh, we'll also be putting more watercolour on as well. And pen and ink too. I'd love to start thinking about that too. Yeah. And we've also got some, which people haven't seen yet, but we've also got some drawing uh, lessons that are coming out as well. So it's all going to be really, really much of muchness. Yeah. The same, all in the same frame and all in the same uh, site, which is great now. Yeah. Well, this year is really uh, to fill in the gaps on the website and create something that I would never have even thought that we would have three years ago, three years, three and a half years ago have created um no. branching out into all these mediums and all these different styles of uh drawing and painting and teaching yeah. it's it's filling in the gaps you know covering drawing which we haven't covered before covering watercolor which we haven't covered before covering pen and ink and mixed media it's not just how to draw with pastel pencils now it's it's how to draw and paint which is how to draw and paint that's our logo isn't it how it's to draw and paint with colin bradley and yeah. that's well, it's very simple, but it's so apt. Yeah. So Great. we're super proud and uh, really chuffed with the, with the way the website's going and what's uh, coming up for this year. I could not be more chuffed with, with how it's gone. Uh, and it's a pretty exciting time. So if you uh, haven't uh, joined up or logged in, um, then head over to Colin Bradley Art and see what we have in store because, oh, boy, there's a lot will blow you away. Yeah. That's a common phrase these days. I yeah. was blown away by that, and I think people, that's exactly what they will be, blown yeah. away by it. Yeah. Okay, let's go, to, let's go over to some questions. The first one is from Dave. Hello, Colin and Steve. Uh, on one of your recent podcasts, a lady recommended uh, Derwent pencil cases, and you agreed they were very good. 
Have you tried the box-shaped pencil sharpeners by Helix? Although it clearly states in the instructions that the machine doesn't work with pastel pencils, it does uh, with the ones we all love. There are four settings and the points produced are like needles, an excellent tool for fine detail work and fur. Uh, Speaking on a personal note, I've been a member of your site for about six months and my own artwork has improved tremendously because of your superb teaching. I enjoy enjoy drawing pictures of celebrities and I'm currently halfway through a portrait of George Clooney copied from a calendar. I usually work for about two hours at a time and then look with fresh eyes the following day. Before I go to bed, I listen to your daughter's hypnotic voice and get a really good night's sleep. Keep up the good work, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> thanks, Dave. Uh, great. That's, well, great. That's, that's a well-rounded um, answer, isn't it? Yeah. To, uh, people's um, requests for artwork and meditation. <laughs> what a good night's yeah. sleep after uh, drawing and painting. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Helix box-shaped pencil sharpeners he's talking about there. I don't know it. But I think we should pursue that. If it, if Dave says it's good, I think we should um, give it a try. What's um, your opinions on ele- electric uh, sharpeners? Right. I've got two opinions of them. One, they, I've had people that have tried it, and it does work to a certain extent. However, I've also seen them put a pencil in, a whole pencil in to sharpen, and ended up with a half a pencil. They can be very, very fast. And you go zip, you know, and you think before you know it. So you've got to be very careful. I mean, that cost you a lot of money if you started doing that. So that's one thing. And I have seen them break. And if they break in an electric one, it's a devil of a job to get them out. That's the problem you've got. So that's the first thing I would say about them. But I would think they are better than the normal conventional pencil sharpener because you kind of want to – when you've got a pencil sharpener, you can – differ the pressures that you put, you've got to push it too hard or you can twist it and then you can break the lead. Whereas electric one, less likely to do that. Mm. So I, but I would be interesting, but it's interesting too that they say it's not suitable for pastel pencils, don't they? Yeah. So they know that this is actually something that, uh, you know, I've been going on about for a while now, but it's, all things are worth trying. And if that does work, then I think it's worth a go. If you were to say to me, oh, Dad, well, that's great because now you can use that in future, I'll say, no, 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 I shall carry on doing what I do. Because when you use a knife or a blade or a Stanley knife, whatever you use to sharpen the pencil, you can get the pencil uh, nib exactly what you, how you want it. You know what I mean? And sometimes you want it chunkier, sometimes you want it with a, uh, like a wedge. And you've got the control over that. Whereas with a pencil electric pencil sharpener, you put it in and you get it out and that's what you got. But you've got a sharp point, I must admit. Yeah. So, so good. possibly ideal, Steve, sorry, possibly an ideal thing is to have both. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, good idea to, to have the option. Mm. If you want something fine, then just be wary of not sharpening them too much because <laughs> you'll well, lose your pencil. We, we won't mind that too much. Though, so <laughs> if... If you do end up with half a pencil, because you'll have to buy another one from us a bit quicker, wouldn't you? So it's in our interest, folks. Yeah, go and buy them. Yeah, go buy, buy three. Uh, buy a few. <laughs> one for each hand. Yeah. Um, okay, thanks, Dave. That's great. 
Um, next one is from Rennie. Hi, Colin and Steve. I was just going to about. I was just about to go to bed. It's eleven p.m. in Australia, but had a quick look at my emails. What a wonderful surprise to see! I can download the eBooks on various subjects, especially now as we are going away for a couple of weeks where there is no internet coverage. I can now read through your lessons at my leisure as I have downloaded several of the books. Wonderful. I was also listening to your latest podcast this morning, where you discussed the merit of doing land, landscapes over animals. Colin, is there any chance you might do an Australian landscape one day? Your castles, etc. are so detailed, I'm not sure I have the patience for those, but would love to see a few gum trees and rugged mountain ranges. Love your lessons. So happy I found your site. Uh, well, the answer to that is um, I- I'm all for it. I'm sure the people in Australia will be really, really pleased about that. It's, it, the problem I've got really is that we're looking at um, my main love is buildings okay i know i've said landscape but my main love is buildings i love buildings of all sorts and that's why you see me do castles and you know old rustic cottages and that because that's what i love to do um but if you've got something like that in australia i'm more than happy to uh, to to do it as far as just doing gum trees and other things i'm not so sure that would be really something that i would want to do um but, you know, who knows? could be uh, something for the future. I'm more than happy to give it a, give it a look. I think you've only got to see the right picture um, to be yeah. inspired. Absolutely, yeah. And that's what inspires me. When I look at pictures, I can see dozens and dozens of pictures and nothing goes. And then suddenly just one, I think, oh, I like the look at that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, like everybody out there. I, I look at a picture and think, I'd love to do that. And... I'm passionate about what I do, so as just as you all are, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at you're looking at it from the point of view of being taught, which is quite right. This is why I include as much as I possibly can in the content of all the subjects I do. But I'm looking at it from my point of view as an artist uh, through an artist's eye, thinking, "Oh, I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. I have to want to do it. I, I won't just do any old thing." Uh, I wouldn't have the passion if I did do that. Mm. I'm very lucky that I, I'm passionate about all different subjects. The flowers that I did very recently, I lo- that came out, I think, in the actual video content, how much I was enjoying doing that. And it's the same with the little girls. When I did those, I, I absolutely adored it. So I'm lucky that I've moved from subject to subject and can still feel passionate about them. Mm. It's, a good, uh, it's a good point. Um... So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But we always take everyone's um, uh, requests and uh, choices uh, into consideration, don't we? I do. Everyone's ideas. I, I never say never. I never say never. You uh, could be just the, the one thing that really inspires me. Mm. Okay. Good. Uh, the next one comes from Les. Hi, Steve. Colin mentioned in the watercolor beginners course of Dead and Mill that he did two of them one watercolour and the other pastel pencil watercolour. I've looked for the mixed media version and cannot find it. Is there a pack or was it uh, never released? I would not mind giving it a go at one point. Uh, Oh, yes, I'm sure you would. Um, Probably not very likely to happen, though. What happened was, Steve, how it all came about, I did, you know I'm a John Constable fan, and way, way, way back when I was doing watercolour landscapes, and animal pastel pencils, and they were separated at that time. I'd, 
I was carrying on with my watercolour uh, and then were just doing the animals in pastel pencil. Then I, then I thought I'd had a slight change over and decided to try landscapes in pastel pencils and found them to be very successful. Now, at that point in time, if we go back to that, the, I did a watercolour of Dedham Mill, just watercolour. I did it as the reason I did it, I wanted to try to get as close to John Constable's picture as I could. And I, it was very successful as a picture, as a painting. And I really, really enjoyed doing it. The only problem with it, Stevie, and this, this is why I'm going to come back to the, uh, the, the pastel pencil in a minute, I wasn't really, really happy with the sky as a watercolour. And people know that if they've done watercolour, it's not very easy to get skies looking that great. And certainly if you're copying an oil, which I was doing then, I was copying uh, John Constable's Dead and Mill, and I wanted to make it the same and I couldn't do it. It, it. I just had to use the conventional watercolour technique for skies, which is okay. So we ended up with a picture which I really, really loved doing and did represent uh, Dead and Mill really well. Then I started doing that. That was put aside for a year or two. Actually, it was put aside. I didn't sell it because it was it was something I did for myself. Then a little while later, I mentioned to Swan Stabilo, who I was working for at the time, wouldn't it be a good idea to combine uh, to do a pastel pencil? Okay, pastel pencil, dead and mill. And they said yes, and we actually did, in fact, do a, uh, a pastel pencil painting of it, a complete one. Um, and it was very successful. In fact, we made a video of it, and we sold very, very, not a video. Yes, it was a video then. It wasn't DVDs then. Uh, and it was very successful. It was called Paint and Draw, was it? Or was it Draw and Paint? I think it was Draw and Paint. Yeah. Because we, was, we were drawing it. But we weren't painting it, basically. It was silly, really, when I think now. But that's what we said at the time. So that's how it all started coming together. Then I did another one of um, with watercolour on my own back. I couldn't do it um, for with Swansabilo. This was, this was, again... So I did actually did three. I didn't do two, I did three. And I did a watercolour of Dead and Mill. And then I did the pastel over the top of it. Right. So that's how it all came about. But we're going back a long, long time. We're going back 20 or so years now. 30 right. Years, or not 30 years, 20 odd years, way back. Uh, but then when I did the uh, Dead and Mill watercolour, that one that we're talking about, that was just one little section of it. It's only one tiny section of the whole picture. I hope that's cleared it up. So, is there one around? No, there ain't. Can't get one of them. Short answer is no. That's all gone. Yes, that's all gone by the ball. Unless you can find an old video somewhere, (laughs) which you can't. I'm sure you can't. You can't find videos anymore. Let's face it, and it never, never, ever transferred to DVD. See. So you've done quite a Sorry, few pictures of Dead, uh, Dead and Mill over the years. <laughs> you've done quite a few. Well, I was a John Constable fan, as you know. And uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did three. I did four, in fact, if you're looking at, although the little Dead and Mill that you saw as a um, watercolour one was only small. Would you, uh, would you ever do a John Constable like you did an After Quentin uh, for the Wembers site? I would. I'd love to do that, yes. 
If I could find, I'd love to do the Hay Wayne, but I won't do the Hay Wayne because that's so well known a picture. But there are one or two. I can't, there's one with the barges uh, and little chaps with the barges. There's one that would work really, really well as a watercolour and a pastel pencil. Mm. Yes, it would. You're quite right. That would look really nice. The reason that I, I say that is because I, with a pastel pencil, I can get the sky exactly as I want to. Mm. You're all moody with all the ochres and so on in the sky. You can't do that very easy with watercolour. It doesn't work. Mm. Interesting. Yes, I would do it. Yes, the answer to that. Yes, I would. Perhaps I ought to put it on my list. Maybe, maybe in the future. Add it to the list, add it to the pile. Um, okay, great. So uh, the next one, this came off of uh, YouTube. This was um, this is from a chap, uh, this username is uh, Slow Mo Piano, and this was on your How to Draw Eyes on YouTube. Uh, they say, Colin, great video, but nothing compared to your deep, warm voice. I love it. Every, ever thought about a second career as a singer? <laughs> oh dear well I, I i in my younger days i did a little bit of singing you did I the, yes i did i was on the stage a few not only in uh, working men's clubs <laughs> when they were all drunk <laughs> no I, I performed about oh half a dozen times on the on the stages they used to yeah. I'm not going to go into that. Though, no, so. <laughs> that's another side. So you didn't know this, listeners? That uh, no, no. You, you I can it. even tell you what I used to. I used to be a great fan of Frank Ifield. Frank Ifield. So yeah, Frank Ifield, and I sang several of his um, songs, and Jim Reeves as well. So oh. if you listen to my voice now, folks, you'll have a. You'll think, oh, I can see where the, the Jim Reeves bit comes out. Now. Yeah, <laughs> very deep. <laughs> I thought you were going to go into a rendition. I thought you were going to go into a rendition then. No, I'm too old now to do all of that, Stevie. Oh, never. But you've got some of my genes in you because you've done quite a lot of singing. Yeah, it's so suspense, you, yeah. You, you, I handed that down to you now. You did. <laughs> Over to you, Steve. You did. You gave. I, yeah, I gave. You gave me your deep voice. Um, but thank you anyway for the for the compliment. It's a lovely compliment, and uh, I do. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't uh, know where it all came from. It's just the way it is. I was a salesman when I first started out in my uh, business uh, uh, as, a, as a job when I left school. And uh, I think all of that came from there, Yeah, my accent and so on, because I was a proper old Londoner, kind of accent being. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Just yeah. like that. That's it. I'm going to start developing that accent. Uh, what, my accent? No, living around here I will, won't I? Oh, you will. Oh, gosh, yes, you will, yeah. Start rubbing off on me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So there you go, uh, listeners. Uh, Colin Bradley, uh, short-lived career as a singer. You go. Oh, yeah. Oh, it wasn't a career. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a career at all. <laughs> oh, great, great. Okay, so... Um, I thought we'd talk about a little bit about the Ryan Reynolds picture that went up um, this week, uh, that subject. Right. Uh, I did put it on Facebook, and uh, a lot of people guessed right. They uh, Someone said it looked like uh, Liam Hemsworth, uh, who I don't know, I don't suppose you know who that is, Dad. He's, he's no, an up-and-coming actor, but it's a little bit like him, actually. Uh, there's a similarity there. I could see where they got that from, but a lot of people guessed 
correctly, Ryan Reynolds has put it on Facebook. Oh, that, that was interesting. I mean, when I did that picture, I've got to tell you, I'll be absolutely honest with you, I had no idea what I was doing. Really? Well, I was no. going to ask you, how did you approach that subject? Uh, no, I well, didn't know. I just, I just, I felt, I was looking for pictures of bearded men. And what I wanted was, I didn't want a complete picture. I just wanted, I didn't want the hair, for instance. Uh, I just wanted, you know, a little bit of hair and the beard. That was the focus. That was the concentration. Because the idea was it was going to be like a, uh, an exercise. I think it's kind of like a little bit more than an exercise now, but that's what it was for. Because I thought, who want a bearded man stuck on their wall somewhere? It was an exercise only. And then I found this picture of this chap who was young, and I thought, I liked it, and I loved the complexion, his complexion. It was natural. He didn't have a lot of makeup panned on it. You know, it wasn't like some of the stars do. So I thought, I like that, and I like his beard. Uh, so I did it, but I had no idea who it was. <laughs> you didn't know it was Ryan Reynolds. Well, it wasn't until I showed you, and you said, "That's Ryan Reynolds." So I said, "Is it? <laughs> 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 Who's Ryan Reynolds?" I said, <laughs> <laughs> "He's quite a famous actor." Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm well, I don't know. You you would have you probably he's not he's had had a very successful career, but. Um, you may not have seen a lot. He's done some. He's done an X Men film, and he's done uh, another comic book movie that was quite popular. He was in another film called Smoking Aces, um, which was a good film. Um, but he's done quite a lot over the years. But um, I, I would recognise him for sure. Oh well, there we are, Stephen. But uh, it was a compliment when you said uh, who it was, and I, well, is it? And then I looked and found it was. Wow. Yeah. So tell us so, about how you, because a, a beard, um, a man. How? What were the differences? What What was the What were the differences to do? Well, the differences portrait? were the, in the skin, basically, uh, because a man has got different skin to a woman. They, a woman has. I mean, obviously, a woman, generally speaking, if if she's going to have photographs taken, as well, she's got some makeup on, so she would have. Uh, she would cover blemishes and. Or, and uh, make themselves look beautiful, which is quite right, which, which we all wanted to happen. Don't stop, ladies. But with a man, it, it's what you get is what you see, or what you see is what you get. And I wanted that kind of effect, and I got it. I could, I could then use the pastel pencil to its absolute perfection in being able to just create the skin tones and if you look at the, and I, I was looking at it this morning because I was just checking it out, and my hand, if you put, if my hand is on the picture, and if you look at the colour of my hand and look at the colour of the skin I'm collecting, it's exactly the same. Really? Yeah, so people, when you do this, watch this, especially in the, the first part of it when you see me building up the skin tones, and my hand's obviously visible with using the pencil, and look at my hand and look at the... Um, uh, the skin tone, and they I could be copying the skin of my hand. It's quite amazing. So this is what I wanted to do. This is this is the idea. Is it's all this learning process again? I wanted people to see how good one the pastel pencils were, and two how you could create those sort of effects. But specifically, what colours went into the picture that were different? Oh well, well I used different colour. You one ninety as a colour, uh, as a red. Now normally, you know, with the ladies, I don't tend to look 190 in, the, in, in their uh, colour range, but I did. 
And I use grey quite a lot. There's quite a lot of grey in there too. So the grey, the 190, the 189, again, that's another colour you don't often see me use. So there was a different range of colour, colours that I needed does, to um, create that effect. Does it, does it, is there a certain amount of vibrancy uh, or colour that goes into a female's complexion um, that is, is not dulled down, but do you know what I mean? The tone swings... Uh, is it the saturation or something that slightly changes um, in a male's complexion? I think well, we, we've got probably makeup has something to do with that because they moisturising cream on, they put this, that and the other on. So they tend to smooth out their skin more than normal. I mean, if you look at generally, if you put a lady's skin, certainly a younger lady's skin, which I tend to do, children and younger ladies, uh, they're very smooth and they have very smooth skin, so you haven't got that kind of blemish. With a man you have, and uh, I wanted to do that. I was kind of looking, I must admit, when I was looking for this, I was looking for a slightly older man. I would prefer someone middle-aged. But I I was so taken with that particular picture, because the idea of this was the beard. That was the whole uh, reason for doing it. I mean, I did the the face, I did the the eyes, and I did the nose, which I was particularly proud of on that particular picture. When you've got a nose straight on, it's not easy to do. See, mm. why, you know, is, it, why is that? Tell us why. Well, you ha- first of all, you if you do it wrong, it looks absolutely awful. Uh, if you do it right, it looks stunning, which that did. It's better really to have a three quarter angle. When you're looking at a face, have them slightly to one side. They can still look at the camera, but they can look. And you see a lot of stars actually do that. When they're being photographed, they turn their head to one side and they look at the camera. Do you know what I mean? And they get a better angle that way. You get the shape of the nose. And the shape of the nose is much, much easier to achieve at that. But I didn't want that, you see. I wanted wanted this full face. I wanted to make sure that people could see just what could be done with the pastel pencil and reproduce uh, a picture and a characteristics. That's what I was after. So tell us about the beard. How did you do the beard? Oh, that was, that was difficult. But if um, it started off with the eyebrows, because the eyebrows on a man is, again, different to a lady because they would have them plucked and shaped and so on. But with a man, again, is what you see is what you get. So I had to develop the skin tones beneath the um, eyebrows with the darker colours I put on. Now, if you were to go mad and put white and ivory and grey and pink and so on, as I did on the face, you'd never get the darker colours in. Mm. So you have to then restrict and limit the colours you put underneath there so that you can then create the darker colours on top and then they look natural. You've got to, if you look at the eyebrows, you'll see through the eyebrows at skin Mm. coming through, see? So that worked. Now, this was like a little test run. And when I did that, I thought, right, that's how the beard, and I mentioned that when I'm doing the eyebrows, this is how we're going to do the beard and the moustache. So I knew then, I was kind of practising in a way, uh, although I had a very good idea of what to do. And when we came down to the moustache and the beard, it worked brilliantly because I did exactly the same thing. Mm. You see what I mean? You've got a with a pastel pencil as opposed to uh, acrylic, for instance. With acrylic, you could just put anything you wanted on, and it would all dry, and then you could put colours on top of it. 
and uh, it, you know could be very successful at that. But with a pastel pencil, you can't because nothing dries on you. So whatever you whatever you put on, you've got to put other darker colours on top, as people found to their cost. Mm. Recently, we've had one or two um, problems. I think someone we're going to talk about next week, where someone has done that. And if you put too much colour on, too much lighter colours and the other colours, you're going to have a problem with the dark colours. So that's how I did. That's how I came to construct the beard. How did you create the harmony? Uh, between the beard and the skin tone? Uh, using the same colours, basically. There wasn't any difference. When I used the skin tones, I used the grey, and I used the 189, and I used the... Uh, and the but with the skin, I, ca- I with the pinks and the uh, ivories and the other colours I used in the skin, but I didn't put those underneath the beard right but you still had the basic idea because you're looking through you don't have to actually put every uh as long as you represent it mm. so the base colors the base colors were mm. were the thing that cre- created it would have been that. just just a, a selection of the colors the key the key to all of this we talked about harmony quite recently haven't we and uh, and it's going to pop up a lot it's very important to have a harmony within uh, the picture that one colour has got to be transferred to another and then you have a link colour but I call them link colours which link the two things together and and then once you do that you see in both of the both of the sections like the beard in this case or the eyebrows and the skin you're using uh, complementary colours as well to those colours you're putting on that's why it works if you were to say I'm going to do the skin in this colour and go willy-nilly and do that, and then you think, no, beard, now I'm going to do that in another colour, and completely change the colours that you're going to put on. You'd have an awful, awful mess. It doesn't work that way. You can't do it that way. So that's a very important lesson, actually, people are learning. This is why I've always said, if you do something like the man uh, portrait and go back to your love of animals or landscapes or flowers or whatever you do, you're going to learn something from doing that. Mm. It's an important lesson in, in controlling the colour, tonal values of the colour to uh, create harmony in your picture. Great. You can take that as a quote now, Steve. There you go, yep, I'll, uh, I'll, that's it. That's going to be the opening uh, to the show. Thanks very much. That's right. <laughs> no, really good. That's um, some really good advice. I'm really glad we, we talked about that. I'm sure we could talk about it further, which oh, we gosh, no doubt we'll do at some point. Well, we didn't even touch the eyes, did we, which was another, um, which is really, I think, where you found uh, it, it, the likeness of Ryan Reynolds, didn't you, through the eyes? It was. It was just the, the, the cross-section of the eyes, top of the nose, um, that's all I saw, and I knew instantly who it, you'd only done it at that, up to that point, and uh, and I instantly knew who it was, which is mm. pretty impressive, really, to show mm. what uh, what's capable. Yeah, so we, 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 I mean, we haven't even touched upon those, but we have touched upon eyes many, many, many times with animals and other things. It's the same. It's the same thing. You're looking at the same things, but again, it's harmony. Again, the the, the colours I used in the eye were everywhere else as well they weren't they weren't foreign colors they were all colors that have been i I'd, I'd nicked from here nicked from there mm. there's a, a lovely there's a couple of really cracking pictures that i've done recently where that harmony is absolutely comes into its own um i, I 
I don't want to mention them now because it's far, far too early. But when you, but this is the sort of thing you're going to be seeing as time goes on, and you'll be picking it up from me because I should mention them. Mm. I should say, look at the way we're using this colour, and now I'm going to use that same colour here, mm. but it looks altogether different. Mm-hmm. A whole new set of rules, basically. Great fun, great right. excitement. That's why we're excited, folks. Yeah, we know what you got coming. <laughs> exactly. Okay, great. So if you've got a question and you want to send in, go to colinbradleyart.co.uk and click on the contact page, get in touch with us, uh, keep your questions coming in. We'll have more questions for you next week, uh, more answers for you. You have more questions for us and Colin, well, Dad, you'll give the answers. I'll just uh, be asking you them. Um, and, uh, and yes, we'll, we'll have some more stuff to talk about next week. Good. Well, we've got something in the bag already, haven't we? We have. We have so this. we've already got next week's podcast almost wrapped up. We probably could even we probably could one day start making this show forty five minutes or an hour um, quite easily, <laughs> probably, couldn't we? As we yeah. wrap it on, but uh, right. I quite like the length as it is. I don't know if people want to consume more than an hour a week of us rabbiting on, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they do. Well, there's probably an optimum amount of time I think that people have got you know patience for <laughs> I, I have i must admit i have I, I find when i'm watching television programs of two hours in length oh that's too long yeah that is too long for me to sit down and watch for two hours yeah i can't do it so i think there are optimum and it's just like and, and listening to radio is probably even more uh important to get it right i think you've got it right at the moment steve mm. Keep it this length. Good. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up, shall we? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.